What We Do in the Shadows has earned a top 10 spot in Empire Magazine's Best Movies of 2014. But the big question is, did it earn that place? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Pop Scores. Popscorn, this is the Foul Entertainment Movie Review Podcast and today we are going to be talking about what we do in the shadows. We went and saw this in the lovely Electric Cinema of Birmingham. If you are in ever in the area of Birmingham or you happen to live there, go and see a film there. It doesn't really matter which one, it's just such a nice place to be. It is a fantastic place to be. Um, I introduced you to it. You did? You had never been there before, which is alarming considering you're slightly... Um, more indie. Yes, that's beautiful. Yes. Um, you're, you're much more of a purveyor of indie films than I am. But yes, that's mainly that's what they cater to. They do. Um, I've previously been there to see the Alan Partridge movie, which is the only bad part of my experience of ever going there. Um, quiet little place. If you know, you live a bit outside of Birmingham. No worry. It's just literally behind New uh, New Street Station. So, yeah, you can... Let me just talk you through the benefits before we get onto the movie. Yeah, sure. Benefit number one, they have couches. They're incredibly comfortable. The seat track is quite comfortable anyway. Seats yeah. weren't too bad, yeah. Couches, you know, you got that. Um, all right, now I can think of four now. Um, they do very, like, not just indie screenings, but, for example, the one I'm trying to convince Michael to go to yes. is uh, you can go and watch Elf and go wine tasting at the same time. Best date ever. Um <laughs> Number three, you can, up to a certain point in the movie, you can text the bar and say, I want nachos, and they'll bring you some nachos. So that's pretty good. And number four, they exclusively hire beautiful women. Exclusively. Admittedly, none of them were working. None of them were there on the night I went there. And maybe I just happened to go on a night where there were many beautiful women working there. But at least three I saw. And I'm not talking like, yeah, they're okay. I mean, wow. Before this becomes sexist, let's move on. Yes. So what we do in the shadows is a New Zealand-based um, kind of mock. Yeah, it is. It is a mockumentary. It's what it is. It's a mockumentary. Yeah. Um, and it. Uh, what place in the Empire list did it earn? I know uh, it's top ten. It was number. I just looked. Okay. Uh, just, number eight on Empire's top fifty of the year. Now that's that's quite good going for what has been kind of a poor year for comedy movies. I think. Uh, let me think. What was well in between us two was okay. Mm. Um, the big one's Twenty Two Jump Street. Twenty Two Jump Street was good. I like Twenty Two Jump Street. I'd probably say Guardians was the funniest movie I've seen. See, year. that's the problem. It's not an out and out comedy. No, um, and they've had a lot of high profile failures. Like um, Dumb and Dumber hasn't done well. No, it hasn't. It really hasn't. Done apparently, it's not well written. So that makes I'm sense. dreading that. That's two weeks away for here. I was previously quite excited, but now I'm. Uh, aggressively worried. I might have to that, look at that, see whatever comedies there were. Do check it out. But what we do in the shadows uh, is, well, I mean, to be honest, when it comes to comedy movies, there's not a lot you can spoil just by talking about it because I'm not going to repeat the jokes. So this, you'll find this is a much shorter episode of Popscorn, but really all we can kind of do is tell you what we thought about it rather than go into detail about what did not didn't work. And you know what? On the whole, I thought this was a good film. In what has been a poor year for comedy, I think it has been probably the... Okay, it's probably the funniest comedy that's just a comedy movie. I'd say that. Yeah, instead of straight... Yeah, because 22 Jump Street is comedy action. 
Guardians is comedy and comic books. Yep. Whereas what we're doing in the shadows is we are literally just here to make you laugh. We're not here to do anything else other than make you laugh. And it kind of feels that that was the primary focus just because the story's a bit sporadic in, in this movie. But that's really the only main criticism I have of it. Yeah. Is that the story is is literally summarised in a caption at the start of the movie and then that's all that happens. There's no real twists and turns or... Well, I wouldn't say that. Okay, there's, there's a couple of things that happen in the movie that do change the dynamics, but it's nothing... Okay, it's not S.H.I.E.L.D. was Hydra all along. It's not that level. No, but there's, there's you know, there is a sense of, it's not just random things happen. Yeah. There is a sense of story and a kind of, not an escalation necessarily, but... Somewhat an There's a plot line, there is a, a story to be told. Um, you, you feel like it's it's more been written to cater towards the jokes and the, uh, like, the funny set pieces. Yes, the, the, which is good. The, the plot is servicing the joke as opposed to the other way around. That's true. Um, just looking through, I've been through the top 20 movies, there wasn't a single comedy on there so far, so... So, it's already wrong. It's not looking good. Um, there were funny movies this year, but they were kind of buried within, like, like, Wolf of Wall Street was quite funny, but that wasn't a comedy. No, that's, that's, that's buried that, in an Oscar bait movie, for example. It, it, true. Um, See, so yeah, my overall opinions, I think you were a little bit higher on it than I was. Yeah, but I, th- I think that was to be expected. What, you're saying I'm miserable? No, I'm saying that you're not a big fan of Flight of the Concords and therefore that style of humour, because obviously one of the big people in this movie is Jermaine Clement, uh, one half of Flight of the Concords. The guy with the glasses. Yes, essentially. Um, not, not, not that Doug Walker. Not no. that guy with the glasses, no. <laughs> oh, there we go. The Lego movie was the next hoist comedy. Oh, okay, yeah. So that... But again, that's comedy as well as family and children's entertainment. I'm not looking at the rest of this, Michael. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is that, yeah, the Lego movie was probably... Oh, I don't know, actually. Now that you've said the Lego movie, I don't know whether this movie's funnier. Because I love the Lego <laughs> movie. Caught you in there, haven't I? You have actually caught me out. Well done. Wait, you, um, so... so be not okay, no, it's, it's still the funniest out-and-out comedy movie. Okay. Yeah. There okay. we go. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, I was slightly... I, I'm not saying it's a bad movie by any means. I'm not saying that. It's just... Considering you've got a top ten space, I was going in thinking this is going to be the new Spinal Tap. I know that every single mockumentary has to be compared to and it's kind of unfair... Because you know, because Final Tap is one of the best Final movies of first, all time. He did it perfectly in the same way that there'll never be a better spoof movie than Airplane. That's I think. true. That's true. It's kind of unfair, but you know, this is Spinal Tap with vampires. Yep. And I just don't think Spinal he... Tapping the Vein. Uh, Blame Empire. They wrote that one. Okay. So I think I went in with slightly heightened expectations that I would have normally. I think. Yeah. But um, okay. Well. You rattle the cast off whilst I try and look down the rest of these list. Yep, sure. So it actually stars um, the two people who wrote, directed, produced, yada, yada, yada. And normally that's a sign that the movie's going to absolutely suck the root. But not the case. So uh, J- Jermaine Clement, obviously, uh, famous for Flight of the Concords, wrote and directed this movie. He plays uh, Vladislav, uh, who's the oldest of the uh, main three vampires in the movie. Uh, then you've got I really hope I'm pronouncing this right, but Taika Watiti, I believe his name is. Taika Watiti. Yeah, essentially. Yep. So, yeah, uh, who plays Viago, who's kind of like our main central character. Again, he also uh, partly wrote and partly directed the movie. Um, he's sort of like the middle-aged one of the main three vampires. You've got Jonathan Brew as Deacon, who's the youngest of the vampires. I mean, admittedly, the youngest is 183 years old, mm-hmm. so you got that to contend with. Um... You've also got appearances from... Uh, I'm assuming these people are sort of like newcomers because I'm I'm not that up to speed with their filmography. Uh, ben Fransham as Peter. Um, 
who, wherever is he? Yeah, Corey Gonzalez, Corey Gonz, Corey Gonzalez, Mouser as Nick, who's the recently turned vampire. Look at that. Yeah, I'll go with Mouser. Yeah, Mouser. Um, Stu Rutherford as Stu, uh, and Ethel Robinson as Catherine, and Jackie Van Beek as Jackie. And the big cameo was Reese Darby again of Flight of the Concords fame as Anton the Werewolf, which was great. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, um, so I think the the cast of characters was certainly the strongest point of this movie. Easily. Was the, the interplay between this kind of medieval vampire who's only for sex and killing. You've got the the kind of... They were kind of vague on when the middle vampire was from. It, it was, he, he was more of, of like Victorian? a... A Victorian? Da- well, it's... Mm, it's a he, dandy, but it's not Victorian because it's too old to be Victorian. Okay, yeah, he was a dandy, yeah. so kind of you know, um, how best to describe a dandy? Well, kind of like um, posh prince, royalty type person. Yeah, like a, a, a rich fop doesn't know a lot, really, only for pleasure. Yeah, that's the kind of person. And then you have Deacon, who was kind of the he was just a peasant, wasn't like he? Like the industrial punk rock sort of yes, yes, yes. a vampire, which and, you know, there's, there's a fantastic. Um, Range of character in just the main three vampires, which was yeah, quite, and they I kind of cover all your traditional, you know, to, um, visions of what a vampire is. You've also got Peter, who is like the Nosferatu, yeah, even to the point of looking like Nosferatu, yeah, eight thousand years old. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they just have locked in the basement in his tomb and yeah. feed chickens. Um, <laughs> and then you have you have the, the the new guy who I'm not going to pronounce his name because it's hard. Yes, uh, who play Nick? Nick. Um, he was the the kind of twilight era. He didn't yeah. glow, but yeah, the twilight era type of vampire. Yeah, so they did, in terms of doing the homework with vampire lore, they did pretty well. I well, that, that's where I think the strongest jokes in the movies come from, where they play off, like, the fact that vampires have to be invited in. So when they're yeah. going around trying to go into clubs, they have to ask the bouncer to invite like them the in. Yeah. And they don't do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think the characters were definitely the strongest part of the movie. Um, the and, and the playing on the vampire stereotypes was also kind of good. Um, now I think about it, I think it could have done with more of a plot. Yeah. Now I just think about it out loud, I think they, they could have had... Re- the thing that... It's a great film because it's funny, but you only remember the jokes. You don't remember why those jokes yeah. were there, y- really. Y- so, like, you know, you pointed the good one out, the fact that you have to be invited into clubs. It's kind of like, well, why were they going out to clubs? Uh, I don't know. Well, it was t- trying to stalk victims, kind of, sort of. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I suppose it's a mockumentary. Yeah. I think it had it been a traditional movie, there would have had to be more of a plot. It definitely yeah. would have felt more devoid if it was a traditional movie. Obviously, since they've gone to to the whole day in the life of style movie, yeah, it did work more. It's just kind of like things unfolded because that's the norm for these characters. Yep. Um, I actually kind of thought that um, uh, Stu, the the human, yes, so having him incredibly downplayed worked really well. Yeah, um, they have um, the Twilight type vampire brings in his friend Stuart, who's just a human. Um, the vampires like swear a truce not to eat him, and all the vampires fall in love with him, even <laughs> yeah. though he doesn't do anything. He's like, how to best describe him? No, that doesn't work. I can't think of a good analogy for him at the moment. <laughs> well done. Thank you, thank you. Fantastic. Top journalism. Top he was going to say. That's... Yeah, he doesn't do anything, but they're all kind of in love with him because he's just, he just does, you know, he's just helpful. He just, he teaches them karate. Yeah. He teaches them how to use the internet and things. Um, yeah, he was. That's one of them jokes that. A storyline probably wouldn't have, you wouldn't be able to have that yeah. in an actual storyline having a character that. like that, so that helped. But again, the the, the sign of a good comedy is when you come out and you can quote 
20 different jokes. Yeah. I probably could do that, but I am struggling to think of it. The funniest one for me... Yeah. This is gonna have Reece to Darby, it's got to be, isn't it? Yeah. No, 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 no. I like the shame circle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shame. Shame. <laughs> you, you have, have to, to endure the circle of shame. Shame. And, and they just walk shame. around from pointing at it and say, shame. <laughs> uh, yeah, Reese Darby's cameo probably was the highlight. He comes in as the, as the, the werewolf. werewolf. And <laughs> the werewolf, not swearwolf. Werewolf, not swearwolves. Um, I've always liked Reese Darby. I, I wish, I wish Reese Darby. It seemed like he was going to take over the world at some point. He was going to be in everything, but he was in, oh Christ, uh, Yes Man. Yeah, he everything. was. But then he's kind of receded again. He's kind of not been in. I can't think of anything he's been in since Yes Man. He's done a bunch of like stand up and stage stuff. He's, oh, okay. he's still very prominent when it comes to traditional comedy, which I think is good. And he's been in a lot of. Um, a lot of TV shows. He's straight from movies. I feel I haven't seen him in that many movies. To mind, not mind. I can't think of yeah. Any none of really ones anyway. leaping to the forefront of my mind. Well, right neither now. is this movie really. I mean, again, we had to go on to the final showing of the final day in one of the smallest theaters in Birmingham to see it. Yeah, it hasn't got a lot of wide um, coverage, which is why I was so like adamant to go and see it. I I, I didn't know about it until I read the Empire list. I'd heard like murmurings of it, but. Everyone was praising it, and I don't know. Was I being a bit miserable? I feel I'm being a bit miserable because I'm I I, I liked it, but I wouldn't watch it again. No, this is the problem. I think what we're doing in the shallows is a perfectly serviceable, perfectly funny movie that I can I can tell you to go and watch because you'll probably have a great time. Mm-hmm. It's not a movie I can recommend to buy on Blu-ray or DVD. No, just because and I wouldn't rec- I wouldn't recommend it to the general public unless it's going to be your first time watching it, for example. I think if, if Blu ray and DVD okay, is the yeah, only yeah, way yeah. you can see this movie, yeah, go out okay. and support the movie. Probably is going to be the only way you can see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, we looked out. To but be I think, I wouldn't recommend to the general public. I think going in with a bit of vampire knowledge is certainly going to help. Yeah. yeah. Especially to get all the little in jokes I do and, and stuff like that. Because it's not really big on slapstick, I'd say. There's a few moments, but it's, few it's, moments, it's sparse. Yeah, they don't really go the slap. Like when they like get angry at each other, they occasionally fly up in each other's face, and, and you think it's going to be a fight, and then yeah. they just kind of awkwardly fall back uh, down. And then there's the bat fights oh. as well. Oh, bat fights! Bat fights. <laughs> um, I think I think that's when it's. I think what it's going to become is kind of like a cultish, not occultish. Yeah, not not occult. Not the occult. It's going to become a, one of them cult comedy movies that kind of yeah. This might be someone's like mine is Kenny. My, my yeah. little bubbly gunder. That movie. I need to find a DVD, so I might just buy it a brand new one. I don't care. <laughs> that movie just kind of bubbles under the surface. Not many people know about it. And especially, you know, the, the relationship of it being from Australia is there because Kenny was an Australian movie. This is a, a New Zealand movie. True. Um, but I, I I don't think this is one that will long, live long in my memory. Yeah. I don't think. It's, it didn't endear itself like Kenny did to me. So, um, yeah, I'd say for, in terms of final thoughts, because I don't know what more we could say. There's not a lot we can say, that's the problem. It was kind of good. <laughs> it was good. And like I said, the set pieces for like like the bat fight example. I will say, special effects, very good. Yeah, surprisingly the kind, good. The fight where they're in the hallway, where they kind of run up the walls and jumping onto the ceiling, I think it was probably wire work. Either oh, Wild World or it was like a custom-made rotating set, for example. I can't imagine a, a indie comedy would have enough money to buy that, though. Well, it was only a corridor. Yeah, but that's still an. Or extent. maybe it was Wild because there was a lot of Wild work in the movie. Because think how much you know. Because um, when they did it on Inception, that cost them a lot of money to do the Jason. Go- the uh, that's uh, true. Yeah, Jason Gordon one. So it could have been very good camera cuts, 
very precise movement or it was wire but that was very well done yeah that's um, cool. I really can't think of the werewolves looked a bit when they were doing the transforming werewolves bit yeah they were kind of sparse and doing some shaky camera to kind of hide it but when they yeah. were in full costume that was perfectly fine that looked fine yeah yeah th- th- there's a lot to like it's just a lot of that was okay yeah okay well done I, I'm not like oh it's so funny I wouldn't put it in my top 10 for example well that's the thing Two, I don't even think it's been such a bad year for comedy that this kind of is the best one going really Really? Like I said, that's out and out comedy. I still the, think Twenty Two Jump Street was funnier. I really liked Twenty Two Jump Street. Again, I'm funny. not a Jump Street fan, and I'd say the Lego Movie. Have you seen Twenty One Jump Street at all? Mm, well, then how can you spare, say you're not a fan? Sparingly, I've seen it sparingly, and I'm, I, I'm not. I don't like that style of humour. It's a bit too okay. bombastic for me. Okay, okay. Whereas this is one. more my sort of level. I of think humor. you're going to be the better opinion on this one because I was kind of yeah, not being a fight with the Concord guy. Yeah. Um, it, it certainly hampers your enjoyment of the movie because it's written so much in the vein of like the Concords. Yeah, it's very awkward, and I think some of the biggest laughs do come from the less awkward moments, like when he uh, finally gets the woman into his house and then uh, proceeds to put the the paper down on the floor yes, and then and then bites her and gets it everywhere and it didn't go very well. You got a very good point. There. I'm not a fan of awkward humour. Yeah, I never have been. I prefer slapstick, out, out and out comedy. Been, I'm not a fan of subtle awkwardness. It's never been my style. Oh, so, I like that. So that means maybe I was going into a bit of a deficit anyway. I'm again, but I'm still not saying it's a bad movie. Considering I don't particularly like the style of comedy, true. I still say it was good. I still give it a thumbs up at the end of the day. Oh yeah, definitely. I definitely give it a thumbs up. I kind of, I'm really trying to find. Oh yeah, the um. <laughs> Because of like when they do the origins and they have like the images and the drawings of who they used to be. The one that cracked me up every time my arm was the beast, and it was like the <laughs> kind of the weird the chicken leg thing with the genitals in the middle of the chest, and, the, the, and then it just turned out to be a woman. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The bit where he tries to turn to the cat and his face. Is yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they do try. They do try and get a little bit of the horror elements in it. Like they do, there's a couple of jump scares in the movie. They're not great jump scares because it's it's a comedy. It's not a horror. So, yeah. it's it's a horror comedy in the sense that it's a comedy about horror, really. Yeah. I guess is the best way of putting it. Yeah, I just wouldn't say it's my favourite. Um, I think it's probably the best movie to come out of uh, New Zealand since Brain Dead. So that's something. I haven't even seen Brain Dead. Brain Dead's fantastic. Uh, I kick arse for the Lord. <laughs> one of the best. Seriously, <laughs> it it can. T- one of the scenes is a priest fighting zombies. It's it's amazing. Right. I okay. love Brain Dead. It's a great movie. Okay. Um. I'll give you my final thoughts. What are yours? Uh, my final thoughts are I'm not entirely sure whether it is incredibly worthy of top 10 of the year. I think there's a lot of just just speaking generally about better movies. I mean, you name the Lego movie, which is the next one in Empire's list. Obviously, Winter Soldier's up there. Obviously, Guardians is up there. Okay, Michael, we get it. You like Guardians. Jesus, stop that joke. Um, all for Wall Street's up there. Again, these are movies that had better... Interstellar's from... up there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's a funny joke I've made. Yeah. But this... The... This ranked above Interstellar, by the way. Oh, yeah. I can understand why. Um, I think. Because it made more sense than Interstellar. Everything <laughs> makes more sense. Than... Well, that's a point. That is a point. Uh, the Terminator reboot makes more sense than Interstellar does. <laughs> Let's not go crazy now. <laughs> I'm not going crazy now. Um So it's a, it's a great movie. It's a... It's going to be a fun watch with with friends, obviously. I can't see this being a you'll great... You'll have to make some. Yeah, you'll have to make... That's always the hard part. Um, 
but you know, you might find somebody on on the internet who fits in with this level of humor. You're like, if you enjoy stuff like like the Concords and the Mighty Boosh and stuff like that, this is right up your street. If you like Spinal Tap, don't go in expecting the spiritual success of this. This thing is not as good as Spinal Tap. It gets the the little details right of how how awkward comedy can be hysterical, and in the most part, it does do it pretty good. Like I say, I don't have a bad word about this movie. It's just. I think knowing, knowing when we went in and knowing that the movie was in Empire's top ten, for example, mm-hmm. probably coloured it a little bit um, because there's nothing bad about the film. No, it's perfectly great. It's just not one of the best. I think no. that's the problem for this for this year. It's done phenomenally well in terms of comedy movies. It's just if this were released in the same year as say, oh I don't know. Um, okay, say you made this movie in the same year as Spinal Tap. Yeah, Spinal Tap would still be more fondly remembered. Yeah, this is this is the thing. I I I can't see how this would rank above. You know, you, you try and compare it to everything else that you're going to compare it to. I still don't think it wins any of the fights. No, he's the best vampire comedy of all time. Is there any more vampire comedies like strictly vampire comedies? There's been vampire killers, but even James That's Corden. Not a comedy. James Corden hates that movie, so um, yeah. there's that to say. Okay, maybe it's that. Maybe it's the best vampire comedy of all time. We'll leave a link in the description that. if I can think of anything that's better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll lead with that. Best vampire comedy of all time. Probably one of the best comedy films of 2014. But not incredibly memorable. No. But perfectly funny. Give it a watch. Okay, I think I'll do. For what we do in the shadows. <laughs> Your closing comments are exactly well, the same. By the way, it is what we do in, in shadows. What we I do in calling... the shadows. No, it's just... In shadows. No, 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 in the shadows. Oh, I thought it came up on the title card. It was just shadows. No, what we do in the shadows. Oh, he's not wrong. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and on that, <laughs> and on that journalistic prowess shown by Mr. Darren Goodridge, we will end. Have a degree. Darren, plug away. Does uh, the G on Twitter? Um, the Good uh, Goodridge log on Twitter as well, or www.thegoodridgelog.co.uk. You'll be able to find me at that Mike Owen on Twitter. On YouTube, you'll be able to find me on the same handle as well as Electrical Fire Gaming. You can also hit us up at foul, at foul ENT rather, on Twitter and at uh, facebook.com forward slash foul entertainment. And of course, foulentertainment.blogspot.com. Thank you very much for listening to this incredibly short episode of Popscorn, and we'll see you in the next one. Good night.